0: You're listening to the John DePietro Show. So the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel, folks, because of the sound that we picked up at the rally, that uh, Hamas protest rally on Saturday, Rhode Island Interfaith Group calls for the Rhode Island Foundation to rescind grants to pro-Hamas nonprofit DEAR. That's a group, DEAR. Rhode Island Coalition for Israel, Um, calls for the rhode island foundation to rescind its grant to direct action for rights and equality known as dear one of the organizers of the all-out for palestine rally the rally here's a quote was a horrifying attack on israel in the rhode island jewish community with documented chance of jews in israel have to go said howard brown folks we're the ones that got the audio of that just two weeks after the barbaric atrocities committed against Israeli and Jewish people in the wake of unprecedented violent attacks on Jews worldwide, we see Jew-hating organizations like D.A.R.E. openly promoting anti-Semitism. The Rhode Island Foundation represents itself as leading by example. foundation has an unfortunate recent history of funding racist social justice programs. David Cicilline is the new president has an opportunity to lead by example. That's true. Resetting the foundation's priorities. First step must be defunding radical like Dare promotes Jew hatred. As we've seen in the past weeks, quoting the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, working definition of anti Semitism, anti Zionism is anti Semitism. Well folks, I don't think he will. Uh Cicilline being Cicelini, you know, it's here here's what you can't ignore. <clears throat> and it's it to me it's reminiscent. It is. Uh, as, as i mentioned earlier so i was at i attended that barbaric protest on saturday i'm glad i did even though in the pouring rain and so forth but what you witnessed what what i find is this is uh to me anyhow it's very reminiscent of 2020 it's very reminiscent of 2020 when a lot of people would wonder why you know, what, what's going on? Why, why is the media covering things in this manner? And, and it's tough to come away from the fact that not all, but a lot of members of the media, many members of the media, they happened to side on – they side with the protesters. So this was – I captured this during the course of the rally. It's right there. israel and the jews have got to go now the fact of the matter is uh, a lot of the press they they don't want to cover that they won't cover it in any way why is that why why would you not want to highlight that why would you overlook that and this Allah akbar i mean the 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 terrorist calling card of allah akbar <laughs> This is, I, what's this thing? Allah Akbar. (laughs) Yeah, that's what a lot of the uh, Muslim extremists scream just before they're about to, um, you know, commit a terrorist act Is they scream out Allah Akbar. But this was in Providence and uh, you still don't see the reason why these groups are not condemning hamas the reason why why you see people um not knocking that is it's it's because they agree with them it's not that it's not that difficult it's because they agree with them period I don't know how else to how else to frame it. That's why they go along with it. That's why they don't have a problem with it. And that's why, in essence, they you know they they don't criticize it. Because ultimately, they're on that side. And it's the same thing with this crew calling for a a, a ceasefire. It's just absolutely moronic. Nope. No, there there won't be a ceasefire until Hamas is the one eradicated. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Pop in and see them, whether it's for lunch. Nice weather, you can sit outside on the deck or maybe sit in the dining room delicious food then they also have a great full bar large dining area and you're going to love the lounge the lodge pub and eatery people rave about their delicious consistent great food and also the great staff i'll see you at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement. Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook. 401-323-9252. 323-9252. AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement. Frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions. Also, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling contact them today it's a family run business aj drywall plaster home improvements call for a free quote what a difference they'll make in your home your ceilings floors basements 401-323-9252 what a difference beautiful walls and ceilings 401-323-9252 you can also find them on facebook It's A.J. drywall, plaster, and home improvements for your home or business. Folks, you're listening to the John DiPietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining us, he is the managing editor, anchorizing.com it's justin katz and justin let's start off with this uh i i attended the rally i'm glad i did on saturday pouring rain huge crowd much larger crowd than i would have thought uh there's a lot of different facets to it but let's just start off justin and you you wrote a piece about this and the media won't go after them but this whole business of the chant from the river to the sea that is that's the genocide anthem. That is Holocaust. That is we're going to drive the Jews. We're going to eradicate the Jews into the sea that they're not going to be in any part of Gaza or Israel. Let's start off with that aspect of it.
1: Right. Well, I think the, the key point of that, I, I don't think a lot of the people involved in these rallies hmm. and certainly not expressing at least some support for them really understand what these chants mean it's just kind of a it's just kind of a catchy thing palestine will be free from the river to the sea it just sounds like something you you know no justice no peace you know they don't most people don't actually mean they're going to cause a lack of peace but they go along with it because it's just the way they say it i I tried to translate it for those people it's it's a it's equivalent to saying that white people will be free from bar harbor which is in the northern end of maine to sandy like san diego in the southern southern part of california in in essence you're implying that the presence of other people you don't like is a is infringing on your freedom and so your freedom means eradicating those people removing them from there i mean some of the activists some of the activists have gone so far as to say they they should go back to where they came from including berlin i mean it just you don't you just don't they they've no sense of the history, I guess, but that's a call for for genocide, in particular after, you know, in in the context of having just had a, a massacre from Hamas on, on peaceful Israelis living in their homes on a Sunday morning, is not to immediately pivot from that to saying Palestine will be free it's not a call for, it, it kind of goes with their call for a ceasefire where they don't mean a ceasefire. They mean Israel stands down and lets Hamas just kill them all. I mean, that's really that's right. what they mean. And so yeah. I think people need to wake up to that. And at the very least, this should be the kind of thing folks are debating, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's another way to take it. But nobody's expressing that and explaining, I see your point. I'm against genocide of Jews. I don't think that's what they're saying. Nobody makes that case because I, I think, frankly, because I'm, we're correct, this is a genocidal call.
0: Now, Justin, there were a lot of different aspects of this uh, rally, and I want to hear your thoughts, perspective on it. Number one, turns out the MC of the rally is this transgender, uh, it's this odd coalition of Black Lives Matter, the uh, socialists, the (coughs) communists were there. Um, But what's so, you know, just from the get-go, this individual in Gaza um, you know, they, they have child brides. Uh, they, don't, they don't allow anyone to be gay or trans. The only religion they allow is the Muslim religion. There's no Jews or Christians. Just from the outset, like to me, l- look at who the MC is. The person's advocating for the people who would basically put that person to death.
1: Yeah, there was a good um, a good parody online of uh, from a, a gay man saying he would be free in Palestine, and if he came out, they would bring him up to the highest building, and all the children, people in the streets would cheer as they launched him into freedom uh, and yes. threw him off the building. I mean, that's a, throwing gay people off buildings is a thing in that part of the world, and it's it's bizarre that they don't seem to understand it. But on the other hand, you know, so much everything they do, you you cannot think of it in terms of logic or or reason or history. It's Purely a political power play, and so right now, what we're seeing is it's it's sort of like the the Palestinian flag and the the headdresses they're putting on are almost like a a this year's out protest outfit, right? The style this year is Palestinian revolutionary. Uh, it's yeah. all the same people. It's whatever it is, BLM, mm-hmm. trans. It doesn't matter what it is. In some parts of the world, I you don't you don't see much coverage of this in the mainstream. Uh, context, but in some parts of the world, people are getting confused. So the the trans group will bring their trans flag to the Palestinian rally and be chased off by actual uh, radical Muslims. Uh, that kind of thing has been happening here and there. But really, it, it shows that this is not a it's not a coherent call for peace. It's not a a case for the Palestinian people in particular. It's just a part of this revolutionary push. And so they don't whatever their whatever their entry to the revolution is. They'll they'll take it. And right now, the only goal is to overthrow uh, the existing order, which is which basically means they want a similar revolution in the United States.
0: Now, the um, Rhode Island Coalition for Israel, they've issued a press release today saying that that group D.A.R.E. that was basically the organizer of it. Apparently, I didn't realize this. They received funding from the Rhode Island Foundation. And Justin, anyone that took the time, I mean, I was right there. I was doing a live stream. I have the audio video and they start doing a chant, hey, hey, ho, ho, Uh, the Jews in Israel have got to go. And so um, what I find is there's a lot of people, the first of all, they started uh, saying on social media that I wasn't there. (laughs) <laughs> even though I, I live stream I have actual proof I could say no he wasn't there so number one they, they, they don't want to acknowledge what happened on October 7th but what, what does it tell you that they're doing these chants hey hey ho ho the Jews have got to go or Israel's gonna go and there's there's no coverage of it in the in the mainstream local media
1: yeah, isn't that funny? Uh, uh, one or two pamphlets left on somebody's lawn in yes. East Providence. That's a big news story. That's the mayor that's right. coming out and talking about how hate will not be tolerated in our city. Somebody trying to lead a chant into Jews have got to go. That's, you know, whatever. That's that's just them talking. You we, we weren't even there. Maybe it didn't even happen. Maybe I'm mishearing the tape. Maybe you doctored it. They'll make all kinds of excuses because it's it's just, it complicates things. I mean, yeah. I, I think the, the folks at the RI Foundation, for example, Will fund these groups because it's just part of their their kind of their social coalition, and they don't they they deliberately I think don't dig into what these radicals uh, really want and what their mission really is. It's just this is part of just how they see themselves as part of this loving coalition for peace, even when peace means. Killing people. I mean, that's that's the that's the kind of delusion they they operate under, and so they can't go near these things. They can't. It's it's very much like we we comment often on on policy in Rhode Island and education, for say, they can't go near the real problems because that would conflict with their their deep held beliefs. And it's, what I think a lot of people are shocked at though is how quickly this pivoted. I mean, we had we had a day or two where we were. We were rightly outraged at, you know, Hamas burning children alive and cutting their heads off and, and flying into a music festival and massacring people and shooting the porta johns for fun just in case there was anybody hiding in them. You know, that we, we were aghast at that for a day or two. And then all of a sudden, these massive rallies organized by people who ideologically should not be in the same camp as the radical Muslims, funded by supposedly nice, you know, Dimple-cheeked nonprofit charities. Suddenly, there are these huge rallies around the world. It starts to get very suspicious, and I, I you know, I, I commented on that video of yours of the the chant leader talking about Jews have got to go. And I hope at least some of the people who heard that kind of quietly stepped out of the rally and said, "Okay, this is maybe not my crowd." I hope right. so, but but I'm not hearing okay. much from those people. Uh, no. you, I mean, you do hear some some Jewish people who were at least formerly jewish liberals or formerly liberal jews commenting that they they did not apparently did not understand the movement they were part of but that's i mean that's one thing those were that's that's the people on the receiving end and but i think that's that's kind of how this this operates for these progressive organizations they create these chants that most people don't understand they don't really know what it means they they want to interpret it in a nice friendly way but the opposition understands that it's it's a threat, and that's what that's what this is. They are threatening. I, I mean, I inferred in some some cities they they wanted to visit. Well, I think in Providence I saw they wanted to go near the the Holocaust uh, yes uh, yeah monument, and and uh, they were uh. kept away from there. But what does that have to do with Israel? Why would you protest there? It's because they are exactly like the Nazis in the early 1900s. They're yes. they're they're creating an evil bad guy. Uh, it, somehow always seems to involve the jews and they're going after that as their route to power and so i think that's where the other radical groups come in um presumably they they expect to be able to overwhelm or, or compromise with the the religious fanatics who want to behead them but uh that's down the road i guess
0: folks again a quick break much more ahead justin Katz, our segment politics this week right here on the john dipetro show at Med urgent care walk-in urgent care center all your medical needs they're open seven days a week doctors and nurses two locations 1524 atwood avenue in johnston that's right in the atwood medical center 5750 post road east greenwich right across from felicia's again they're open seven days a week there's two locations: one near you, Johnson, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. That's right across from Felicia's. When you need, and I need urgent care, you want Atmed Urgent Care. Again, two locations: 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson, in the Atwood Medical Center, and 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. Seven days a week, doctors and nurses at Med Urgent Care. Our segment is politics this week. With us is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, I wanna stay with the uh, rally just for a moment. I'll admit, I, <clears throat> I was very surprised it was raining sideways. Uh, I thought any normal group would postpone this until you know uh, Sunday, because it'd be a nicer day. That's not what happened. But um, what, what did you also make of this? Uh, <clears throat> Miguel Sanchez, I believe is his name. He's on the Providence City Council. His brother is the one that was hanging out, I believe, at the, you know, these after hours clubs, they call them, the SIP clubs, that there's violence, there's all sorts of things going on, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And uh, he proudly, oh boy, Providence turned out, and this is in the occupation and uh, everything, and just, what what, I, I don't see yet anyone condemning the fact that this is a sitting elected leader that was marching right along with them
1: it's it's conspicuous, isn't it? I, I actually uh, just posted something on this. You know, it, it's concerning. You you get the sense that these some of these um, some of these elected officials, the progressives, would be happy to see these kind of massacres happen in the United States, just because it's part of their revolution. And that's what yep. that's what I think the, the the mainstream news folks, the the nice friendly nonprofit types who just want to and the academics, they they. They're in it for the rhetoric they think it's just talk you know like sort of like we've always and we're kind of vulnerable to it in the united states because revolution is part of our founding story and so i think right. it has that kind of feel and for a lot of these mainstream liberals but I, I think they they either consciously or subconsciously don't want to dig into it too much because if you look even just a little bit it's not about you know oh we're, look at the rally for for ending the war in in gaza no it's it's about revolution they they want to overthrow the existing order and that's that's something that at the very least as i said a few minutes ago we we need to be talking about we need to be getting clarity on that uh, a person on a city council in providence it may not be a statewide office but it's still a significant elected official and these people are on the upswing these progressives are 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 gaining power they're moving up the electoral ladder they should be questioned on these things no doubt yes. at all especially when there's video of course you made it more difficult on them because you're the one who has the video of them saying jews have exactly. got to go in which they <laughs> say i'm mean, well well for us to play this video we'd have to ask john can we use this video yes. and then we and and they don't want to do that and oh, that's what that's what Yep. That's one of the most concerning things, I think, is that so many in the media, they're, they're really boxed in in the news they can provide. The picture of the, the they're boxed in in the accuracy of the, the reality they can show Rhode Islanders because they agree with some of the, at least the gauzy, a flowery version of what these radicals believe in and they also don't want to give any credence to the likes of you and me who who are commenting on these things so they can't they can't go there because uh, that you've already covered it and then they they'd be accused by all their friends in the in the radical left and academy and in the labor unions why you're just like that john DePietro person how are you yeah. possibly and and you know i saw this in a mild way when when ramando Raimondo was in office and i was with the center for freedom and prosperity we would hear from from Journalists that they had mentioned they were going to talk to us, and she would say snide things like, "Why are you talking to them?" I think it's it's yeah. the same kind of thing that that is pervasive in in Rhode Island media, and consequently, people are not getting a real view of what's going on. And these radicals just slide right in and never have to pay a price for for siding with with massacres.
0: Yeah, on Saturday when I was there, it it felt a lot in this a lot to me, Justin. A lot of the coverage afterwards, to me, it was reminiscent of twenty twenty, which was okay, there's a large mob and they're causing problems downtown. We'll cover it, but we won't really give it too much under the hood. Uh, Let's not point out who the leaders are. Let's not talk about that they want to kill the police. We'll, We'll just, you know, give them somewhat favorable coverage um and almost like give them cover by not doing a lot of coverage but you bring up an excellent point boy if somebody leaves a leaflet in a driveway or there's something put up on a telephone pole that says anything about the kkk it leads the news i was standing there watching 700 people marching through downtown providence uh screaming also screaming the Allah akbar which is almost like the muslim extremist calling card right how many stories we've heard of uh, when there's been like a terrorist massacre and they you know the individuals involved are yelling Allah Akbar I look at it as Justin it's it's almost like the local press they want to look away they don't uh, as bad as it is um and I'm not trying to be overly dramatic but I've often thought like how could something of what happened in Germany and the in the 30s and into the 40s like how could that how does that happen how could would that ever happen again i think we have our answer which is i I, it's an eye-opener for me how much the press sympathizes with those people that are you know on the other side it's it's really eye opening in my mind
1: it is, and I mean that's why. For increasingly, when you hear journalists essentially coming out against the First Amendment, you know, if it if to them, First Amendment means their their job is protected uh, and and should be funded. And that's about the extent of the First Amendment. But it's it's been increasingly concerning to, to watch this. And I think the reason is we've got multiple generations now. Uh, basically, every generation since World War II has come up with this, this kind of this narrative. And, and you see it in movies. You see it, the, the bad guy is always, you know, the, the bad guy the villain's always white, usually with a British accent because that sounds kind of foreign, but sometimes German. Uh, it's always it's always the same thing. That's the story of fascism is the white Nazis. Uh, and it, it never gets beyond that. And they can't see when their own allies on superficial grounds are actually behaving like those Nazis. Yes.
0: Justin, do you also, um, again, folks, our segment Politics This Week with us, Justin Katz, managing editor anchorizing.com. Justin, do you think I... I I frankly don't understand why this isn't, well, maybe I do know the answer, but why this isn't playing more of a role and topic in that CD1 race. I mean, we've already seen Gabe Ammo the week, the Monday after the attack, the attack was Saturday, October 7th, that Monday or Tuesday, he took a picture with a member of the squad, and we've already established now that the squad is squarely, unabashedly against Israel, Uh, And then he was also, that night, he was with the leader, local leader, that Harrison Tuttle of Black Lives Matter, who, by all accounts, we've we've seen with Black Lives Matter. As a matter of fact, a bunch of them were there on, on Saturday marching with the Palestinian Hamas crowd. Are you surprised it's not playing more of a role in the CD1 congressional race?
1: Yeah, uh, no, not really at all, and that's one of the strange things. I mean, you would you would you would expect the local media to be really playing up a special election for Congress. I mean, this is a big deal. It's like a lifetime appointment in most cases. Yes. Uh, it's politics. This is what they're supposed to be all about. I mean, that's the that uh, you would think so, but it it must be that they just. They know it's a foregone conclusion who's going to win. They want to stay in the good graces of the future congressman. They agree with his positions on most things. And so anything that might disrupt it, uh, that might create controversy and scandal, which you'd think they would be all over to generate news, is is not allowed. It's not. They're just not interested in it. And so it, sadly, it, it doesn't surprise me. Folks, quick
0: break. Much more ahead. Politics this week. Justin Katz. Managing editor at right here. <clears throat> on the John DiPietro Show. Do you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber, JMB Plumbing. Call them today. All your plumbing needs 401 743 9153. JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work. Guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a, a water heater, as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing, 401 743 9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today. 401-743-9153, JMB Plumbing, and look for them on Facebook. Our segment is Politics This Week. With us, Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, just staying with CD1 for a moment. Uh, early voting's already started. Uh, they still, you know, we now we just have to wait for the two debates as much as people don't like the fact um i i just i think you and i we've seen we saw last fall that was a close election um alan fung against seth magaziner it went right down to the wire you got a sense fung really had momentum um I, I as much as i i'd like to give the idea that this is gonna be competitive i just i just don't granted there's two weeks to go but i I just don't see evidence, and maybe it is part of the media, but part of the Leonard campaign, I I just, you tell me, I just don't see the evidence that unfortunately could be a good candidate, could be a good guy, but unfortunately they they just, they don't understand what you have to do to me to get free press in in a campaign like this.
1: Right. Well, I mean, not just free press, but but enthusiasm in your base. I mean, all of that. I mean, Gary Leonard, I think, would have been a great candidate 20 years ago in Rhode Island. Yeah. Uh, Now, he can't. You, You just can't be the reasonable republican quote unquote you know well i don't i don't side with the MAGA republic you know that kind of attitude which we've seen in in multiple instances from him you're just not you can't be the better manager you can't be the more reasonable person it's just not they they're thinking in the mainstream media and among democrats they're thinking power they're thinking party you you've got to break through that somehow and i think that's that's a problem especially when the media the only way the only path for a candidate like a, like any republican at this point is to make the media talk about this palestinian association for example find ways to make that news they but they don't really want to go there they just want to be more reasonable and i don't think it, it i don't think it's going to work
0: some of the other stories that are out there justin um Uh, The general treasurer, Dioza, he has said he's formed a committee now to look at the pensions. And obviously, you know, he's got labor on there hinting at they want to revisit pension reform. What is your thought on that?
1: Well, I mean, the most striking thing about it is that when – we we are funding a special interest in the labor unions, and so when you do that, they'll they can wait. They can wait for Raymondo to move on. They can wait for Magaziner. They can wait for everybody to stop paying attention to pensions. Uh, when yep. they when they've got it, they're flush with money from from COVID handouts, and so they 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 can bury a lot of uh, a lot of expenditures in that. Uh, it looks like budgets are going up, you know, because of the COVID money. So they can they can slip stuff in there, but they'll just outweigh. And that's what they're doing. I mean, immediately, I, I said when Raimondo was pushing the thing, and I really dug into pensions and, and how they worked and how how underfunded really worked, that her reform was like a ba- a, a band. It really did not address the problem. And so, what happens? Magaziner comes in, starts reamortizing the debt, which is basically like borrowing to pay off your debt. And he, nobody paid any attention to that. He went back to the old way of making and fudging the numbers. And now we're back to saying, well, maybe we can just give them the colas. It's it's really. It just it shows how structurally problematic this is and how really rhode islanders should should get out of the the pension guarantee business as well as they can and, and start reducing government but nobody's paying enough attention to that you've got a dedicated special interest with lots of money lots of power lots of influence in the state and they've got members on this board knee and crowley are, are on this board to, I, I wonder if they're going to conclude that the the they reinstate annual three percent COLAs. right
0: yeah, that's exactly right. Speaking of that, Justin, also, uh, it would seem that uh, George Nee apparently finally getting set to retire, but what is your reaction that
1: it seems that Pat Crowley is going to take the throne? I think that's a, you know, I suspect George Nee, uh, Bob Walsh in the NEA, who recently retired from that his position there, I, I suspect they were every bit as radical as Pat Crowley, but they at least had this this sort of persona that they're a little bit more, I don't know, reasonable, a little bit more professional. Crowley came into the scene as a street radical, dressing up in costumes and masks to harass uh, Republicans and conservatives. Uh, Pictures of him in my town, Tiverton, giving a finger to the superintendent, uh, just fomenting some of the most outrageous uh, teacher behavior in, in, East Providence, when that was a story some 15 years ago, that was him. I mean, and now he's going to be the—he's right. increasingly the face of of labor, and I think that's it's a it's an unhealthy step for for Rhode Island, and it's another area where you'd think you know the news media would say, "Well, what do you think about? How do you respond, Mister Crowley, to to the this impression that you're a rad- too radical to be a?" a reasonable labor leader but instead they bring him on as we discussed on i think it was labor day they bring him on tv yeah. to talk about the history of labor and la la la, la, la. i'm just mr nice uh labor uh, organizer here just completely burying his history and i think it's indicative of where we are as a state
0: yeah it also kind of unfortunately sets the t- notice it's all white males by the way justin right crowley <laughs> walsh and me. Nee. But it also, uh, Larry Pertel, Frank uh, Flynn, it also sets the tone in a way like, uh, you know, look what Crowley used to do. You're exactly right. And he loved it, by the way. Dressing up in the costumes, screaming at people. He used to walk around with that guy that was like the enforcer, Lou Rayon, trying to intimidate people, following them, their car. He, you know, him, Lidecker, um, he loved that stuff. It's like dirty tricks. It's almost like what the... You know the nixon white house crew were doing um and, and the, the the what i think is that it's almost now treated as like you got to pay your dues like that's not he if he asked someone to dress up or you know get the blow up rat somewhere or the pig or whatever hey you know he he did it he used to do it he used to dress up in the in the outfits and do all that stuff and so uh, it's almost and it's not a good thing it's almost like setting the way like if you want to move up these are the types of things you have to do now just a cat so it was also a little bit of a controversy and i think we're going to disagree on this a little bit but but um apparently nicole salas found that attorney general peter narona was muting certain accounts and certain people on twitter so the, the one thing that i think does should be separated um, is the fact that there, that there is a difference. For instance, I don't like to even react to, you know, I, I know who you are on Twitter, you know who I am, we know who, you know, whoever is, Tim White, Ted Nisi, Dan McGowan, whatever, but there are these people that it's like, you know, the Sea Dog or He Who Knows and all this other nonsense. So <clears throat> I can understand not reacting to that or muting them, but there were a substantial number of individuals um, what is your thought on the
1: whole element with the AG and the muting? Well, I, you know, I I think I'm somewhere between, probably between you and Nicole Solis on this. I mean, she, she mentioned going after this, the information to me when, when I thought the Attorney General had muted me, which she may have and then undid it when I complained. But um, she, so she she brought this forward and there are a lot of people on there. For example, Erica Sansi who, who is? Yes. I mean, she, she's definitely an activist at this point, but not a troll, and that's one of the things no. uh, Peter Nerona has talked about. How he mutes trolls. Well, I asked. I actually asked him, how, What did she do?" And oh, well, she she asked me too many times about the law she was advocating, basically a law that would forbid teachers from having sex with students. Uh, right. And she she asked him fifteen times, and it got too much, so he muted her. And that's not trolling. That's that's just plain advocacy. And so I think, to me, the the big my big concern here is this social media stuff is just so new that we don't have rules. And so somebody, especially somebody who talks big game about transparency and, and the rule of law, like Peter Nerona, the attorney general, should be very careful about the rules. So for example, he, he excuses it, or at least his supporters do, by saying, well, he, he, he that's his personal account. He has his official account and a personal account. Yeah, but he's not careful about only doing personal stuff on his personal account it bleeds over he's, there's no i mean he's he's commenting on on agencies and, and in the voice of the attorney general in his own account so that doesn't wash and then well only trolls well, what does troll mean trolling does not trolling i agree there are people i've muted just because i don't need to hear from them in a day because they're just so ridiculous and and, and also when you put up a post they're instantly in there no matter what yeah. it is uh for, for everybody else to see so you know i can understand doing that but there's got we we really need to develop standards for this and it's it's disappointing that Nerona is in my view not clearly not on the not on the safe side of of setting those rules he's on the uh, probably a little bit uh, probably too aggressive side of of muting people especially if somebody like erica sanzi's on there
0: When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Shapa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today. Free consultation. 401-900-INSU. 401-900-4678. Shapa Insurance. SIA. Stephen, very experienced. Whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational, umbrella, any other protection for your assets, Rhode Island of Massachusetts, SHAPA Insurance Agency, your agency of choice. Call today. Set up a meeting. They're so knowledgeable. can have everything under one roof. Call SHAPA Insurance today, 401-900-INSU or 401-900-4678. Look for them on Facebook, again, located Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Shapa Insurance Agency, your neighbor, your partner, your friend. One-Stop Insurance Solutions. Justin, we also got some of the uh, RICAS scores back. And what is your thought on the amount of non-English speaking or English learning students that are in the Rhode Island system right now?
1: Well, I mean it's obviously going up. One thing I found striking was uh, Dan McGowan in the Boston Globe commented how a silver lining is that the, the multi-language learners are now uh, basically equivalent in, in proficiency in math and English with, with the other students, but you're talking less than a third. So that sounds a lot to me like our system is so bad that even students <laughs> facing language challenges can match the, the, the scores of those who shouldn't have those challenges. So I think that's one one area I, I think is a concern. And then, I mean, RIPAC, the Rhode Island Public Expenditure Council, which has always been introduced by the news media as the, quote, business-backed RIPAC, right. uh, is, is looking at the funding uh, for these multilanguage learners and saying and noting that there are now, uh, I think, it's 15,000 more of them than there were uh, at the turn of the century. Um, and, 17,000 more fewer students overall and calling for more funding for them and this is this is a concern to me because you what we're seeing in between the funding issue the multilingual issue and the bad test scores is a system where basically what I've been calling for years the, the government plantation where the government basically imports people to provide them services that always need more money and for which there's no accountability they're they're never they they just they have to provide their these services even if they're terrible and then they turn around and demand other people pay for it and so i think that's what we're what we're seeing here and i i I think it's it ties in with a lot of the other stuff we're talking about too because one of the things coming out as you see students uh, celebrating massacre in israel on, on college campuses is the this is what we're training Children, how we're training children to think, and in my view, the only rationale for making people pay to educate immigrant immigrant children that often are here illegally or increasingly here illegally, the only rationale is to make sure that they're integrated, that they're um, that they're ready for. To, for our work and that they they share our values here. They don't come from Venezuela where they elected, they got to elect a socialist leader once and then that's it, their country fell apart. They're coming here and we're ensuring they're instilled with American values. But we clearly cannot trust our schools to do that. They're more like indoctrination mills for the other side. And so you've got this hugely expensive, uh, unaccountable and ideological organization of public schools I think we, we really need to put the brakes on and, and, and look at this, and, and it surprises me that Ripek is just go, go, give them more money.
0: Yeah, and they they definitely are. Finally, Justin, uh, Kathy Gregg was the one that picked up on this, but apparently Mike Raya used to work for Governor Raimondo. Uh, his PR agency is now going to be doing these like paid PR things with... Bill Bartholomew, who is York's uh, PRO producer, but also definitely a darling of the left. He's an activist by all accounts. You pointed out rightfully so, uh, even though he's in music, no mention of the music festival. And also, honest, you and I, I don't care. People don't understand. You can judge someone by their Twitter feed. He still has up on his Twitter feed the the fake bombing of the hospital story, uh, which is, I I still can't believe that, but uh, what is your thought now that you know, see, Rhea. That's their way. Where you do something under the guise that it's actual news, but it's actually going to be a paid brokered
1: uh, situation. Well, you know, I, I can't fault them for trying to take to find some kind of way to make money from his podcast. And True. I mean, it's 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 everybody's experimenting with these models, and so I can't right. I, I can't fault them. And I think he bartholomew responded to kathy Gregg that it's announced at everyone that it is a paid uh segment which to me that's not the big issue the big issue and, and kathy Gregg kind of tied into this is bartholomew is increasingly treated like a, a journalist involved in, in yes in, in um, debates for for campaigns and so on right. and so forth and i think that line is the concerning one so what you've got here now is this 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 Guy Bartholomew, who's who's clearly an activist, he's willing to mix up in his stories and and his media to to push a far left line. He, he's on that side. I mean, he's he's clearly. I mean, he he. I think he tweeted about a, a, a terrible story where some he had to be a mental ill man killed a, a Palestinian American kid. Yes. Um, because he was hopped up, and that is a tragic, terrible story. But there's nothing about as you mentioned. Hamas flying in and, and massacring people at a music festival, and Bill Bartholomew is yes. a musician, so he's he's pushing one line. He's clearly involved with those the left wing groups we were talking about earlier. Honestly, I think Bar- Bartholomew is one of those who will who will excuse and, and walk away if, if those atrocities oh, yeah. start happening in the United States of America. So yeah. he's he's got that he's got that radical. He's now partnering up with Rhea, who is a he, who was just a PR flack for. For left-wing politicians, uh, and and that ought to be clear. And it, who who already gets enough free press from, say, the Boston Globe or and what's her name? Gagos is saying, "I wish every I wish every politician were trained by him to respond to the media." You know, some free advertisement from her on that. So you've got this this coalition and then you throw in the fact that he's treated almost like a, a regular member of the news media he's uh, just a, as if he's just a reporter i think those blurred lines are where it starts to get starts to get questionable and, and to some extent as we were discussing with with uh, peter nerona we really need to implement these rules and it's it's concerning that kathy Gregg's mild t- tweet was about all we ever hear <laughs> saying okay what are the boundaries here i'm a, so right. for these journalists i'm a journalist what am I How am I protected from being associated with activists and PR flags? That should be a concern to the news media, but it's it's not. And frankly, it should be even just out of interest because it's interesting to see how these lines are changing. But people need to pay attention because this is how propaganda uh, f- propaganda gets developed. Is, is these sorts of channels just sort of develop over time?
0: Folks, again, our segment, Politics This Week. He is Justin Katz, managing editor anchorizing.com Justin, excellent job as always, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Pop in and see them, whether it's for lunch. Nice weather, you can sit outside on the deck or maybe sit in the dining room delicious food then they also have a great full bar large dining area and you're going to love the lounge the lodge pub and eatery people rave about their delicious consistent great food and also the great staff i'll see you at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln you're listening to the john DePietro show well folks a tape um that if you go to dipetro.com i have the links but a story that um, i have a feeling we're not done with it yet is this story of this basketball coach from bryant jared grasso so he's on leave right now and i have a feeling he's not coming back i want to once again credit the north smithfield police and what they had to put up with um i mean a total maniac now there's a lot going on i'm going to wait until some of it to come out which might explain some of this behavior but i'm being told he's not returning he by the way when this incident happened it was after he had been placed on leave by bryant university so there's some um, like I said, there's a lot of rumor going around. We're not going to engage in that. I think we can agree the behavior is odd, to say the very least. Uh, again, let's go to this is the basketball coach. Right now that I'm, I've kind of Brian. Jared. Uh, It'll all shake itself out. Very, yeah, yeah. If, I was, if I
2: was good um, what, what do you mean? So was that blackies and you are saying that your car was hit? I don't know what happened. I came out to my car and this is what it looked like. This was ripped off. Were you driving it or was it parked? It was parked. Um This was ripped off my car. Who drove it there? I drove it there. Okay. I the in is—is it... is this your daily driver or your wife's? I mean, we share both. They're both they're,
0: I think both cars are insured. Oh, who was driving this car yesterday? I was driving this car yesterday. Now, right there when he says that, later on, within a few minutes, he then denies he was driving the vehicle. He just said he was. Folks, his behavior is so off the wall. Um Again, I, I've heard various things. It. Seems like something had altered his behavior, read between the lines. It continues.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, so that's weird because we have uh, a hit and run on 146. Yeah. And they got your plate specifically. All uh, right. You could see if you have cameras or if there's video. No, yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. yeah it up. It might, this is via my attorney, so. Okay. Um, so at this point, playing with the next step is... Uh, so basically, at this point, you're going to be charged with leaving the scene of an accident to okay. so an intended vehicle. Yes, yeah, yeah, so. uh, it's a misdemeanor charge. Okay, um, could I have the paperwork and yeah, yeah, So, so and, Let me see. Well, I just by attorneys are on the phone. Let me let me explain. And then yeah, we what, is, what is your name? Patrolman Justin Switzer. Justin Switzer. Even-
0: by the way, we found out that numerous times when this uh, North Smithfield police officer was at his home, that he was calling nine one one. He was calling 911 while the North Smithfield police were there. The officer found out once he got back to the uh, police station. To let me get
2: a, to get a word out of I here. know, but I need to, I need to know what's well, going on. You, yeah, well, I'm tra- am did, I not trying to explain no, that to you? Listen, you've been great. But there's, obviously there's a legal thing going on. And law going on I'm not questioning presci- you at this point. Oh. I'm just telling you the next, what we're doing here. No, but I know I, I what's know taking place. Night, and I've spoken to Listen, to now, very high level. I'm not do- we're not doing anything that... Black man wearing either gray or gray sweatshirt. I think you on the camera at this time. You want water or something? No, I'm good. You seem nervous. I wonder if I, I don't. No, want no, to be, no, no. There's other people who should be nervous, not you. I, no, I'm not nervous. I'm not either. Um, you want watch jumpers? No, no. You play ball? No. Nope. You think <laughs> I do? Yeah, clearly you do. You're, you're the coach. Yeah. So yeah. So give me what you need. To eat. All right, so boys, get the copies of My lawyers are pretty. Uh, That's fine. Pretty strong. That's fine. Um, you know this just got bad, right? I don't know where you you're talking. I'm just You a, know what I'm talking about. It doesn't. You you have nothing to do with it. But you know it's just got really you, bad. You haven't even let me explain anything. I'm uh, you don't have to. I've been dealing with this the last five days. It's just got bad for a lot of people. I'm just trying to explain to you. I know sense I g- it, Listen, you're gonna be fine. Okay. You're gonna be fine, and I'm gonna make sure of that. But uh, you can shake your head. You know what I'm talking about. I have no idea, honestly. Uh, I, well, I'll find out at the end of it. If 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 you're a, if you're an honest man, then you're gonna be fine. What? Two out of five. Yeah. So so so, so here's my question i got two cars here, right? Yeah. This was, One's got a stuff on it, one does it, right? This was
0: after he went in the house and talked to his lawyer, and then he concocted this story that he would then pretend that he was not driving the vehicle after. They already have it on tape of him saying he was driving. I drive this car. My wife drives that car. We have, we, yeah. Yeah. We, we have two
2: cars. Right? Mm-hmm. We split. We have two cars. Right? Both under my name. I used to have a university car. We have two cars. Yeah. Right? They were both driven into black. They were both driven to blackies. I drove that car. She drove my car. We went in. No, went inside. No, that's, that's not what you told me when I first talked to you. You, you told me you were driving this car. I was driving that car. No, oh, you did Sir. It's all on video. I know. Oh. I know it's on video. I'm standing right here. Right. We, we split cars. All right. So, uh, I'm going to get out of here. Um, so, sir, wait. here. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So, these are both our cars, right? Yeah
0: folks i'll tell you what's too bad about this um whole thing with the bryant university basketball coach jared grasso is he certainly did a good job at the program i mean it was just last november they beat syracuse they went to the ncaa certainly have gone to the next level they're building a new arena but this guy can't remain as the coach as a matter of fact he's not going to remain as the coach there's a lot going on behind the scenes i'm going to let it play out but it really is um it, it, as much as these body cam and his behavior is somewhat and it is amusing but he um he can he can't remain he he's well, let me put it this way he's not remaining as the coach he's not remaining as the coach I don't know what happened with this guy. His behavior is beyond erratic. Um, he sounds, there's been a lot going on behind the scenes. I'm not sure how much Bryant wants it to get out what's been happening, but I'm telling you that he was placed on leave. This happened after that. But either way, it's too bad. The program had really gone to another level. First time in the NCAA tournament. He's cruising. And then, boy, this happens. Um, or whatever happened. But his behavior is so odd. Again, we have all the videos up on the website, topetro.com. Bryant University basketball coach, Jared Grasso. Are you nervous? Shouldn't be nervous. Folks, you're listening. To, I like you. <laughs> you're going to be fine. You're listening to the John DePietro show. Check out topetro.com. We have merchandise, all the shows, video, exclusive stories waiting for you right there at DePetro.com.